The biggest lessons I've learned in my life are here. Through different topics, I'm going to inspire and motivate you to reach your success and your dreams. I'm so grateful that you're here on Journey to Success. So let's enjoy my next episode together. Perfect. How are you, John? Good? Good. How are you? That's super, super, super. So at, at the end, you, you got it. So it was just yeah. because my, yeah, no problem. <laughs> my system was closed. I was just closed. making sure. I didn't want to be late. Ah, no worry. No, you are super on time. <laughs> Good. All right. All right. So I would say to start then, right? Sure. Perfect. So, John, I read your story and uh, found it very fascinating. So basically, when you were a child, you had uh, a condition called uh, uh, biliary at- atresia or atresia. Just correct me if I'm wrong. Right. And, yeah, uh, biliary atresia. That's correct. Atresia, right. And you uh, underwent uh, a liver transplant surgery performed by Thomas Starts twice. Is that correct? Well, the first one mm. was performed by Thomas Starzl, but the second was performed by other other surgeons. Right. He had he had retired by then. Okay, okay, okay. Well, there is a lot of information to cover, so Certainly let's is. start from uh, from the beginning. So can you explain in simple terms what biliary atresia is, uh, the causes and the consequences? Tell us. Sure. So um, biliary atresia is, is a breakdown of the bile ducts that connect to the liver. So um, it usually is onset in newborns. Uh, it, is, it is somewhat genetic. So... Um, and it's and it's very rare, you know. I forget the statistics, but you know, it's at least one in a hundred of of babies are affected. I'm sorry, oh. one. In, it's probably more than that, but anyway. Um, so it 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 usually presents as um, not not having the ability to gain weight and and things like that. So that was the case for me. Well, well, well. Well, I I just want to start by uh, mentioning again uh, Thomas Starts. Mm? So mm. in your biography, you mentioned that you were operated on by the great, great Thomas Starts. So it catch my attention when you refer to him as a great. So I was wondering mm. why you used that word. So maybe it's because he saved your life, which makes perfect sense. But <laughs> I wasn't sure. So I conducted some research. And uh, on Wikipedia, I read that Thomas Starts was known as the father of modern trans- uh, transplantology and was mm-hmm. recognized as well as one of the most prolific scientists in the world. So particularly in the field of uh, clinical medicine and uh, uh, surgery generally, am I saying right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's wow. Like uh, I think it was truly an honor. And and unfortunately, because he was a pioneer, he got a lot of criticism. So, um, and and yeah. the fact that he was able to to power through that and build the the amazing transplant program that they have there in Pittsburgh. And since then, um, the people, the 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 other surgeons that worked with him have now started their own transplant programs. So, mm-hmm. he was truly a, an innovator and, a, and an inspiration. Yeah, because at the start, didn't work properly. He he made some uh, I, I wouldn't call mistakes because uh, in this case sure. we're not talking about mistakes. But uh, of course he had to 
experiment as well on the human being and uh, also the medicine at the time is not like is yeah. right now you know that's right so it was very brave i mean and uh, absolutely wow super so i also read that uh, before this type of surgery was often fatal but now the survival rate is around 80 percent, and because of him as well mm -hmm. absolutely because of him and because of the uh, anti-rejection drugs which he either created himself or had a huge hand in, in developing. Wow. And uh, how did you get on the list to receive a transplant from, uh, from this doctor? I'm truly curious. Well, at that time, there was no universal, you know, there was no countrywide list. There was no UNOS. So every hospital kept their own list. And fortunately, um, my pediatric liver doctor, Dr. Jeffrey Himes, he had a great relationship with the team in Pittsburgh. So he was able to kind of get me in without, you know, any, any physicals or any prerequisites that had to be handled. He could, they trusted him enough to do that without, without having to fly to Pittsburgh for that. So I was very fortunate to have the doctor that I did. Well, and, uh, well, and, uh, t t tell me more about the, I think you, you, you studied a bit as well, uh, uh, about the the transplant and uh, how work the liver transplant, I guess, or not, or just maybe uh, you you were uh, how can I say? I, I don't think it was your case, but maybe you were just happy you 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 were alive and uh, and then you forgot all the situation, or just you went through and you made just some study and you. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just wondering if you, if you study a little bit, like to understand better how works uh, the liver transplant, since you, you had it twice. <laughs> um, obviously, it's very technical. I haven't studied yeah. too. Oh deeply. no, study. Of course, no, no study <laughs> in a, in a medical way, but right, in right. a in a no, no, of course, no, John. But I mean, um, I would be if I had your same uh, issue. I would uh, be very curious, you know, to understand sure. uh, better. Also, by by information, Wikipedia, computer, and community, I think was also your case or not? Well, certainly as I got older, you know, I learned huh. more and more about, you know, how the, the enzyme levels work and um, how they get that from my blood work and... Um, generally how the, the liver works. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to, after my second transplant to be able to see the liver that they took out. So <laughs> that oh, was pretty wow. amazing just to see what a liver should not look like. And then they actually compare, they gave me a, a healthy liver to compare it to. And it was, it was pretty staggering. The two. You are saying that you, you, you watched all the operation. No, no. What happened no. was I had, <laughs> Being a being a I teenager, would pass out anyway. Just yeah, yeah. No, I I certainly I was asleep. I didn't watch anything. But being a teenager, I thought it would be cool if I could see the liver yeah. that they took out. So I I asked them, you know, ahead of time, and I didn't really think they were actually going to do it. But sure enough, they walked me down to a, it was some kind of a lab or something, and there on the table was my old liver and a, a an example of a healthy liver. So, you know, I got to see what it looked like. You know what was in my body and what, what made me so, you know, sick. I think it was a big difference between, uh, Oh my uh, gosh. 
yeah, the you know the only way I can explain it is is a healthy liver looks kind of like a a dark red you know piece of yeah. you know meat that that would be packaged up, and my liver was way bigger and it had scar tissue. I I, I compared it in my book to an overcooked steak, so that's kind of what it looked like. It was kind of gray. It had areas of black and it actually weighed about eight pounds so if you think about that i was carrying around a bowling ball (laughs) let's say before before i got transplanted if you wouldn't have done this uh operation right Mm -hmm. the second time uh how how many years you could uh, live with with it like with your liver that's a good question um I don't know that I was ever given a real estimate, but I was certainly a lot sicker than I thought I was. Um, I would come home and go to sleep, take a nap basically after school until dinner time. Uh, I was very irritable, which which is accounted for by uh, ri- uh, high ammonia levels. It's yeah. when the liver isn't working properly, it gives off ammonia. And um, just generally, I was very skinny. So... I couldn't really say, but it was a pretty imminent need for me to get one. Well, uh, well, I think the second time, how, how was your feeling? Like, uh, because okay, the first time you were a baby, and of course, right, you you couldn't remember, you you can't remember anything. But I think the second time you were 15 years old, so I guess mm-hmm. uh, you were afraid this time, or not, or maybe you just trust the the process. No, I was very, I was very nervous about it. I, of course. I, I start, I got on the list October of my junior year in high school and they called me right after, you know, later oh. in the month after my, I finished my junior year. So, you know, being in high school is stressful enough and then have to think about that. I had to carry around a beeper. So I knew that could go off at any time. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was definitely stressful. It was kind of something a hypothetical, it felt like. And then, you know, when we get the call, then everything kind of hit me that it was so real. Um, but the recovery time was was way faster the second time. I think I was in Pittsburgh for two weeks, two and a half weeks. And then I got home and um, I attended band practice like, I don't know, about a month later. So, you know, I was... I was pretty good to go and I gained the weight that I was supposed to and I was stronger and healthier and I felt pretty good. Oh my God. So beautiful. But what did they do uh, at the second transplant? Like the first time maybe uh, like it, it's just a process or maybe the, the first time it didn't work properly. Well, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, keep in mind when I had it done, it was still listed as experimental. My parents oh, had to yeah. sign a bunch of a bunch of waivers, you know, and things like that. So yeah. obviously, he did not have his process down because he was just learning this stuff. Actually, I saw a documentary about Dr. Starzl, and in its infancy, he would he and the transplant team would fly to wherever the donor liver was, procure it, you know, take it out of the patient, bring it back, and then do the transplant operation. So I mean, <laughs> there are wow. there are many places where things could go wrong, and Of I mean, course. thankfully with me, it didn't, but I mean, the recovery time was long because, you know, they had to, you know, get the right medicine levels and things like that. Um, and as far as, you know, why I had the second transplant, it's, it's never really been perfectly answered, but I think the fact that I, that I grew and, you know, uh, they didn't know everything about 
transplant surgery at that point. So I, I think, you know, just something might have broke down and, and there was a, a necessity to need another one, but it lasted me 16 years. So, I mean, that's your, certainly... your that's your final one. Or... No, that was my first one, my first transplant. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, the one that you, you had uh, when you were f uh, 15 years old, yeah. I mean, it was your uh, yes. final one. Okay. Yeah. We're going on, uh, Well, let's see, 1999, so 23, 24 years. Wow. And well, I feel real. great, and my numbers have been great, so. You know, I I also read that, um, so the survival rate after liver transplant is typically high. So it's the, the range is between 85 and 95. Mm -hmm. And uh, after three years, the survival rate is uh, 80, 90. And uh, the five-year survival rate, it's around 78 so of course you are uh pretty far from from this year so we, we can mm -hmm. talk about it but i mean if you never thought uh, like uh okay so this is my second year after my transplant and uh, am i still good yes or not or okay mm -hmm. okay this is my third or fourth year at it i i'm am i sure that I feel good, yes or not. So have you never had this thought or you just trust your body that everything was like it has had to be? Yeah, I mean, um, I was I was told there shouldn't be a reason for me to have a second transplant. They said this should be your liver for life. At that point, they had they had refined the process. They had uh, refined the medicine because uh, early on, um, the and it's still true, the anti-rejection medicine, if it's too high, it can do a number on your kidneys. So I'm sure that's, that's where that, that rate comes from after, you know, a certain yeah. period of time. Um, but I'm on the anti-rejection. I'm on one milligram in the morning and one milligram at night. So that's pretty much as low as you can go. And I do see a kidney specialist and, and so far everything's been great. So, it's so but beautiful. yeah, I mean, sure. I think about it. I think about, you know, if I, am I going to be, you know, dying younger than than my peers i think about it but as long as i feel good I, i'm not that worried oh yeah no no that's that's not your case anymore but i mean maybe when you were 16 or 17 mm -hmm. i think uh uh i was just wondering if yeah. actually you uh you trusted that everything was right or not i did i mm, did especially that's good. how how well i felt after the transplant i figured you know Wow. These doctors are, are top notch and, and they know what they're doing. And I feel like, you know, as long as I treat it properly and I, I don't, you know, abuse my liver, I don't see any yeah. reason why I couldn't. You know, when, uh, when I talk with uh, people like, uh, like you in, um, in my podcast, I truly have the feeling I talk with a miracle, like, honestly, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if it's the same <laughs> for you about yourself, but that's what I think. Well, and, and writing this book, um, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, information came from my parents and they yeah. told, you know, they talked about stuff that I never even knew, you know? So as much as I knew, which was definitely harrowing, I mean, to get their perspective, I, I did sit back and say, wow. There were a lot of things had to go right for oh, so me to was, survive. Oh, so there was uh, actually something more than uh, than the liver, um, 
Well, yeah, but there were there were complications. I I went septic at one point. You know, I had pneumonia. I had all kinds of things because of you know you're more susceptible to infection yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, there were things I didn't know anything about, but I knew I did know while I was waiting, I was pretty close to to death. Yeah, I cannot imagine how. Uh, your your father your mother uh, mm. you know they they that, that, how much worry they were about all this situation mm -hmm. you know and there was, was no social crazy. media there were no support groups or anything like that so they were facing My it pretty God. much on their own yeah yeah i think they were so happy when uh, they realized that everything was uh, was right after your absolutely uh, your second operation wow Yeah, I mean, for for them, the second transplant was definitely kind of a, a shock, you know, because they had already been through it once, and then they had to go through it again. But at least they had me to, you know, to talk to and ask yeah. how I was feeling and things like that. As, as I understood, the, the first time uh, uh, they operated you, they said that uh, you wouldn't have done a second one, right? I don't think they ever said that, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they knew at that point. You, what good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, being experimental, I don't think they had all the information they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was a lot wow. smaller sample size back then. And, uh, well, I mean, now you have a children, as understood, a wife, mm -hmm. and uh, you travel. Seems like you reach a wonderful point in life, so... Did you ever imagine you would get to this stage? Well, I certainly hoped, but if you had yeah. asked me <laughs> when I was in high school waiting for a transplant, I I, I definitely questioned it. Absolutely. Of course. But of course. um yeah, I mean after my transplant, certainly I, the it kind of opened the world up to me again. Which kind of uh, um which kind of teenager uh you were considering this problem like you were more problematic or you were just crying or disparate about <laughs> what was happening in your life i'm i'm telling you this because i don't know if i if if i think about myself i mean i think i would just react uh, in uh, in um deny you know what what mm. what could uh, what could happen to me you know and uh, but how was your reaction actually yeah i mean <clears throat> prior to the transplant, I was a lot sicker than I thought I was. You know, I was I was hanging out with my friends. I was going to school. I was tired a lot. I mean, waking up in the morning was very difficult. Um, and I certainly questioned my morality. I was cranky. I wasn't the best friend or boyfriend to be around. Yeah. Um, so I certainly, I, I, I never had the, the woe is me kind of thing, but I certainly questioned my mortality and, and and wondered if you know I'd make it much longer and things like that so yeah I, I certainly had that had that feeling um, even even after my second transplant you know years later I was discouraged because I I never really picked a major I never really attached to a certain college or or profession so I was kind of going in there just trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing. And, and that was very discouraging because two people had to give up their lives for me to live. I mean, it's, I, I don't yeah. discount the donor families at all, but at the same time, it's, it's, 
it's a struggle to to come to terms with for some people, not everybody. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. And what are you doing right now, John? So, who are you now after all this uh, experience that you you had? Well, I'm a father of three. I'm a husband. Mm. I work in IT for actually um, the children's hospital that I was a patient for at one point. No way. So, yeah. Also. Yeah, it's really come full <laughs> circle. And that was around That's the time fantastic. that I was writing the book. So it was just, it was very, you know, <laughs> it, it was very neat. unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, I told you about the, the liver doctor that I had when I was, you know, a baby. He's still yeah. there. He's still working. So I got to, you know, to meet Whoa. him and, and touch base again. And that was, that was really amazing. That's so, this, this is, it's, it's, we are circle of life. Like, yeah, so it definitely is a, a testament to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and other than that, I'm, you know, I'd like to say I'm fairly funny. <laughs> right. um, I'm very passionate about my family. That's one thing that, that I was brought up feeling is you know i i spend a lot of time with my family luckily my both sets of our parents are in town yeah you know, so course, so we see them a I lot mean, and they're yeah. able to to be with our kids and you know it's uh I, th i think actually this this kind of experience maybe uh, i'm just assuming but it teached you to uh to appreciate uh, more the life you know mm -hmm. absolutely wow And what advice would you give to people in a similar situation? Well, I mean, nowadays you can you can reach out, you can you can join yeah. group uh, support groups, which I have, you know, and you can find people that are like you and going through similar situations. But one thing we always did is we we found humor in every situation, and and we could laugh about it, even though you know I was in the hospital for a week and. I was in pain and you know that, things like that, but we always found little silly things to be able to laugh about. So I, I certainly think that that is something that that you can you can okay. you can do to um, to try and, and make it through, and also to think positively. Lovely. Know, take it one day at a time. Yeah. And and you know. it's actually good advice, honestly. Simple and uh, good at the same. I think, time. and I think that would apply to anybody. You know, not just people waiting yeah. for transplant. You know. John uh, has been very amazing. Uh, I, I I really appreciate you. You are here. I, I love the interview. Honestly, uh, before we conclude, is is there anything else that you would you like to to add? Tell me. Well, I have to promote my book. It's uh, uh, then do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, liver. Uh, my journey of transplant survival. Right. Um, I do have a website, and I've wrote some blog entries. That's johnstransplantjourney.com. And the book's available in uh, paperback or hardcover on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, you can get it as an ebook on Apple Books. And uh, yeah, good. I, I I'm gonna drop also on uh, on the description. No worries. Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you so much, John, and uh, and see you soon. See you around. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, bye, John. Bye. Here we are. Congratulations. You just finished my entire episode. So the only thing I ask is to take a moment to give Journey to Success a rating. By the way, thank you so much for being here on Journey to Success. I'm very grateful. Thank you and see you next time.